This week's episode is sponsored by Wink, and I'm absolutely loving Wink. It's an online wine club that delivers wine directly to your door. They personalize it because I took a fancy quiz at the beginning, and it told me what kind of wine I like, and I'm loving all of the choices that they're giving me. I also love that they work with top winemakers and growers from literally all around the world, and they make their own wine, that's so delicious. that's amazing. It's like a collaboration <laughs> like, um, with all of these awesome winemakers. Like, yeah. That's so cool. And they also have, like, no risk. You choose the type and the quantity of wine you want, which is, again, my favorite thing. I'm already signed up to too many memberships, like my Hulu, my Netflix, like, all that stuff adds up. So you don't have to worry about every month being like, oh, no, the time to renew my wine membership, because that's probably the first thing to go. So there's no cancellation fee and 100% satisfaction guarantee. And I'm satisfied. And I feel like there's no way you'll be canceling anyways because, hello, it's wine, it's delicious, it's unique, it's amazing. Wow, and right now, Wink is offering our listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash heartandhustle. And it gets better. I know you hate paying for shipping like I do. So Wink will actually pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more. So what are you doing right now? You're going to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle to get $20 off your first order. And that's trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back, guys. Hi. So I had Blogalicious Envy. Oh my goodness. Watching you. Melanin. Melanin party. Tell me all about it because it looked amazing. Yeah. um, Blogalicious, for those of you who don't know, is a conference. It's been around for eight years. This was eight year eight. eight, Year nine is coming up in Miami next year. If you want to go, get your ticket because their early bird tickets are on sale right now. Oh, wow. Right now. They got it together. Oh, no, no. They sent, like, they um, closing party. They were like, look, tickets are on sale. Right. We're going to be in Miami. And you can buy a ticket already. You can go buy a ticket to secure your space because this was fantastic thank you um it was so much fun it's so much like i don't ever like the only other blog conference i went to was florida blog hunt and this one i knew was a bigger um conference because it's just you know larger amount of people larger audience and the women have really put in a lot of work and it was i mean it was like overwhelmingly like that was there's too much stuff like key there were so lounges for every sponsor like there was a dove lounge they're doing makeovers they were doing like foot rubs they were like it was like cute little like desserts coca-cola had a lounge or pretzels and like the aarp lounge had lattes like it was it I was like crazy from lounge to lounge I, I definitely knew people who went from lounge <laughs> to lounge kia had a lounge with charging like it was crazy like kia had cars everywhere around these people's hotels it was like there's a car down here like what are we doing right now where there are two like cars just randomly in a ballroom no big deal is there like a favorite like moment that you had over the weekend favorite moment i like because i've been in blm and for people who don't know what blm before it became black lives matter which is like same thing i guess um bloggers like me really um was the first kind of group for women of color bloggers to get together and it was maybe not the first one but it definitely was the first that continued on and and really um fostered growth and a lot of the girls i've known now for four or five years and being able to sit down and like 
it's like say hello in person for the first time even though we've been internet buddies for five years was awesome so getting to know all the and I'm gonna like post links and talk about it and write a blog post and everything but it was so nice to see and for people to be like yeah I know you I'd be like I know you don't probably know me from the internet and they'd be like I know you I listen to this podcast like they, they're like I know you what are you talking about and so um that was funny also I had like a whole group of girls from Orlando um, who came with me. Which is so fun. Which is so fun. So it's always like, I love when I go places and then like, I just like Orlando comes with me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, we can just all like, when we needed like downtime, we just all kind of hang out and just talk about things that we were doing here. So it was, it was a good time. And how did your event go? I spoke Saturday before lunch, which lunch on Saturday was so food. So it was like Soul Food Saturday and imagine yeah. being in my room as I'm drowning on about WordPress and they're like you can smell my cheese right outside. I was like trying to get through this fast. I'm like guys, I'm trying to finish so you can go I feel get like that's good early. though because like then you get a whole bunch of knowledge. No, I had a lot of people yeah, and we like, all sat and knowledge. ate and talked about yeah. like right after. But it was good. I had like a lot of people cuz at first I'm thinking, "Oh, nobody's coming to my room and I'm I'm just going to sit here by myself, which is awesome." <laughs> either way, like, either way it's good. <laughs> either way it's awesome. Like I'm sitting in a room right now with the screen, but no, it was awesome. I had like so many attendees. A lot of my friends came over um and they were like, "I didn't never heard you really speak or present and I really like loved listening to you talk so it was a good time like I re- I mean I really recommend Bloglish to anybody especially since it's in Miami if you're in Orlando it's literally going to be two hours from us so yeah that's true that's not far at all so how's the weekend here so the weather I, in Florida meanwhile in Florida weekend. yeah I had a pretty good weekend like the weather wasn't too bad but on Friday I actually I because I do, like, every year I do the 30 days of gratitude, yep. like, in November, which, I mean, I kind of, I started, like, four days late this year, and, like, I've kind of, like, then I did another two days at a time, so I haven't been perfect with my track record. It's, but you're still but I'm grateful. Doing, I'm accounting for each day, you know what I mean, like, when I do it, so I did, like, plus one through four, but um, I haven't blogged, like, on Charismatic Concepts in a while, like, I just haven't wanted to, I haven't had the time to, I just haven't been, like, in it. And, like, I feel like a big part of it, which is, like, you already know, but, like, since August, like, I've been going through, like, a lot of, like, health issues. Yeah. And, number one, like, when you start going through health issues, like, you just don't even have any extra time because the extra time you have, like, you're sitting there doing research on, like, what (laughs) What the hell is going on on in my body. Yeah. And, like, my experience, like, as, again, as you already know, is just kind of, like, that I was told things were possibly a lot worse than what they actually are. Yeah. And I was put in a position where I was about to, like, have surgery and possibly be, like, kind of out of it for, like, six weeks and that sort of thing before I really did the research and realized, like, wow, this is not actually the only option that I have. So it was just, like, kind of, like, all of August and, like, most of September just, like, really sucked. Um, I literally went to the doctor, like, on uh, August 1st, and that's, like, when it all happened, and I didn't even know that anything was wrong with me. So I basically wrote a blog post... I wrote two blog posts about it, and then I shared it on Instagram. So, of course, like, a whole bunch of people, which, I mean, that's why I waited to talk about it till now, because I did want to know that I am okay, right? So, it's like, mm. August, like, there were times in August that I didn't know, and I didn't even tell, like, friends and family until, like, late August when I was like, okay, things are going well, and now I was like, okay, things are definitely, like, I have a handle on things, like, everything's fine, so I can talk about it. Um, but I, I, I thought I made that clear on Instagram, but no, people no. were like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But of course it was nice that like so many people reached out, but then a lot of other people reached out and they're like, oh my God, I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. And I know like you were the first person that was like, oh, I know other people who have gone through what you're going through. So like, you're not going to die and calm yeah. down and whatever these doctors are telling you, like they're freaking you out, but it, you're like, you're okay. And you know, so now it's so nice that like. 
I obviously don't want anybody else to have any health issues, but of course it's like nice when other people are like, oh my God, like I'm going through the same thing, like, and give me more advice about it and that sort of thing. So it's just, and number one, it feels good to blog again because I feel like it was kind of giving me like writer's block. Yeah. So it was nice to just kind of like let it out. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, oh my God, I have all this All these blog. ideas. Yeah. And so I just, I pretty much blogged for like the next month. So there will actually be stuff on charismatic concepts. So There's you can go check it all words. out and it will be fun. Yeah. So many words, so many pictures. But um, the huge highlight of my weekend was seeing President Barack Obama, which was like Barack Obama was best here. Best day of yeah, my literally life Sunday. since my wedding day. Like and he by was far. out yeah. there looking adorable. Yeah, like so. John like and I waited like forever, and we were in this line that literally just like was just like a wrap, 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 wrap. I mean, like we were in line for like hours. And it rained, of course, while we're in line because it's Florida. Even though there's like nothing on the radar, no. and it starts to rain. Uh, but it was amazing. It was like the venue was not as big as I thought it would be, like being in the line when I got in. I was like, oh, damn, because it was a baseball field. And it was like literally just. Oh, a I know where you were. Field. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I knew you where he where was, yeah. but I didn't like I know where yeah. he is. <laughs> like, so, you... <laughs> so it was, you know, it was like a smaller venue, which was nice because it was like intimate. And then, of course, Stevie Wonder was there. So me and John <laughs> Stevie was Wonder there with his jokes. You can, you can imagine like exactly how John was for this. Like he was in his element listening to Stevie Wonder, like every song that would like come on just John would be like yes like he was freaking out it was oh just gosh. it was amazing <laughs> so, and yeah I mean it, it was I, I had never seen uh, Barack Obama speak publicly before like in person and it was really a goal of mine to do that while he was still the president like the, the current president and um, so that was just kind of like a dream come true sort of situation so and then today is election day it is and election so day. we both voted this morning we did vote today and we greeted ourselves with happy election day because to us this is a national holiday yeah i, um, <laughs> I like going to vote on election day too. i feel like we talked about that together yeah. but like we do like like i know a lot of There's our friends like it. early voting or voting by mail but and, i like getting and up I'm and like, going you know, i'm down with it if you're voting that's cool but like i just personally like to like yeah Take the morning off. It's and be me. Like, and I liked, and it's really important to me for my daughter to go. So it was like, yeah. you get up, you put on your cute shirt, and we're yes. going to go. And, and she got a sticker. Yeah, like, you got to She had her little sticker. They gave her one because she was there. She did technically kind of vote. You know, yeah. she was she She's was present. Um, so I, I really love that. a lot of, like, at the rally, I saw a lot of families, a lot of kids. At the voting booth, I've seen a lot. And I, I always go an early vote with John because he early votes. Yeah. So I go with him for that. And I just literally, I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'll be back. Yeah, no. Um, I'm coming back around. But I saw lots of families and kids there. So I was just happy to see how many people had their kids involved and just showing them, right. you know, look, like this is me voting. And it's this such is an important process. And this is, this is, you know, your, this is your right. I so. couldn't vote literally like, what, 50 years yeah. ago? So I mean, we're black, like, we're black just, women, so I feel like some people don't. Yeah. Some people don't. Even when so women could vote, we like, could you, not. Yeah, so I don't like, think people understand. It. Like, yes, it's, it's hard important. It's to understand when people don't vote. Like, I, I have a hard time understanding. Yeah. It. I, just, I feel like it's it's not that hard. There are guides to help you. Like, and everything affects you. Even if you are a cis straight white man, something in this yeah. election will affect you. Yeah. So hopefully, by the time that you guys are listening to this, we already have our next president announced and. I think you guys. Um, it better like. Know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Well, hey. I don't know. Yeah, well, I yeah, know. Yeah, but we put it up tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope. You never Ooh. know. This is America. But yeah, oh, hopefully man. it is Hillary Clinton. Hey, we don't have time for two thousand <laughs> where you woke up the next day and there still wasn't a president. Yeah, we don't. None of we that don't need business. that right now. No, People we're are gonna drinking vote. already. Oh yeah. Oh. It's, it's like 
noon right now. We're recording <laughs> this and people are drinking. Yeah. So, oh my yeah. goodness. Well, I mean, I don't. I feel like that's kind of wrapping it up. We don't have anything else. I know. I guess today is like I've known her for a very, very long time. Um, we talk about a story of how we actually met in person. Of course, we met online through the internet sphere, and she's kind of she's so she's close to she's special to my heart like i've we've only met once like we've only seen each other physically one time but i still feel like like we just you know have this conversation it's like new friends it's like having friends and having a family reunion every time and i love that she she as you guys will hear she has a different skill set i think than anybody that we've ever interviewed right and this is amazing for i told a lot of blogalicious attendees because a lot of people um were there and they were talking to me and they were asking about you know some of the things that was happening at the conference i was like listen to the podcast next week listen to the podcast so you guys enjoy enjoy Hey guys, I'm so excited because today we have Melissa Alam on the podcast. And Melissa, who came to Florida one time um, for like her sorority situation, and uh, I met her at like Kobe, and we like went and had food. Ran, I like drove from my. It was right down the street from my house when I lived there, and I was like, no, I've never met any person like any blogger online like in real life. So you were like my first. You you opened. The, you were the gateway. You ruined my life. So now I meet everyone. Yeah, thanks to you, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, thanks to. <laughs> Melissa, I'm friends with everybody. I go to conferences. So for people who don't know who you are, let's tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and um, how awesome you are. Like, educate the people. <laughs> um, well, I'll start with what I do. So my name's Melissa. I am based out of Philadelphia. Um, I went to school for marketing, and I'm just a tech geek at heart. So I turned that into a digital marketing business where I help clients uh, with their websites, strategy, photography, branding, pretty much anything I can do to help pay rent. Um, (laughs) And on the side, I also started a lot of female empowerment initiatives. So I had a co-working space for women that I closed this year. Um, But but I also have a website called Feminine Fortune, which I'm in the process of redesigning and creating a better business model for. So that's kind of under maintenance right now. And uh, I also do a lot of events um, around the country. I had my first international event in Toronto, which I was super excited about. That's so about. awesome. Um, just like, yeah, I asked my friend who I was staying with, hey, do you want to throw an event? We have like two days, and we put it together, and a bunch of people showed up, which was awesome. Um, and in terms of how awesome I am, uh, I am the biggest dork you ever meet. So <laughs> I don't know about awesome. That's like very, very awesome awkward. in our book, though. So yeah, that's well, our like, definition. Look at my face. Look at our faces. Like <laughs> we're wearing like our voted stickers because we're so excited about the fact that we voted and everything. Like yeah, we're pretty nerdy. We're- I'm like I do this podcast in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, like what are these? headphones yeah and so i'm wearing like, a girls who code yeah, shirt so yeah, like yeah, that's what's we're, happening we're yeah. pretty we're pretty nerdy pretty nerdy <laughs> so tell us more about the fearless conference what is it how did you come up with the idea how did it originate yeah so the fearless conference is something i wanted to create just because i see a lot of things online or like that people are attending and they're not available in philadelphia so i like to kind of bring what i see or what i'm inspired by and have it in Philadelphia. So the Fields Conference was an ode to bringing women together for like a day or a weekend full of learning um, in a very creative way. And so I hosted under my brand Feminine Fortune and then The Hive, which was last year. And then this year it's under Feminine Fortune. And it was two days of, of workshops and panels and food. And we had this awesome app called Mainstream providing like massages and makeup and hair. And we had headshots. 
So it was just kind of like a fun weekend to meet other women that are also equally as ambitious or equally as confused about your career. Like it's, it's a time to get clarity and that you leave the weekend feeling energized and like motivated about your life and your career. So that was my goal. And we're going to host our third one next fall. So I'm planning that right now. And yeah, it's exciting. That's so awesome. Um, I'm like in love with the idea of the Fearless Conference. I'm in love with the way it looks. I'm really sad that I didn't go the past two years. I feel like, um, you know, as we talked about this before we started recording, is that I've done a lot of conferences and stuff because of I'm, I'm meeting Melissa. And then just uh, as a creative, I feel like it's so important to get out there. And um, as a woman and having the Fearless Conference really be geared towards women in general in the Philly um, area, we don't have that in Orlando. Like we don't yeah. have a women's conference. And the we idea really of don't. we like the fact that you went out and you saw all these things that were awesome and you brought it back to where you were is so inspiring. Kind of feel like I would probably need to do something. Probably need to, to get something together. So what are some reasons that creatives should attend conferences? Because I know people always are on the fence and I got that a lot this weekend when I was um, at, at Blogalicious and people were like, oh, I don't know. This is my first thing and I know if I should go. And so what are some reasons to help, you know, kind of make that sale and why should creatives get out there? Oh man, I mean, in a world where creatives work alone in your, you know, in their apartments, I mean, going to conferences is like the best ROI you can give to yourself. Um, so it's it's a great way to meet new people, uh, refresh your like energy and motivation, like I said, for your your business. Um, get strategies and like learn from others that are doing it really well because usually the the speakers are people that are you know that have their shit together. So, um, listening from them and also meeting them and kind of creating relationships with either the speakers or also the attendees is a great way to build your network. Um, what else? I mean, a lot of people go to conferences that are paid by their companies. So like working for yourself, you kind of have to, obviously you're, 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 you are your own boss. So it's, it's important to, um, invest in yourself and like get out at these conferences and just meet people, learn, and then, go back and kick ass in your business. I've never thought about it like when you bring up other companies because I do have a lot of friends that will travel for work and go to all these different conferences that of course their jobs pay for and I've never thought of it that way but it, it's so true. It's like, it's essentially the same thing but yep. it's nice because we get to pick and choose which ones we go to which is great. Yeah, and it's something we forget just because we're like working every day or faces are in front of our laptops, the whole black mirror thing but it's important to like just relax, turn off your laptop and like just relax and rejuvenate your career in a way, in a way. So. so you're going into your third year of the Fearless Conference. What are some of like the major challenges or obstacles that you faced over the past two years? Uh, money. So it's been tough trying to get sponsors. I mean, I, I think that this third year I'm feeling a lot more confident just because we've got some awesome photos to share and like feedback from people. Um, so just building that reputation with companies, especially if you're a new conference. Um, the first year we did have some awesome sponsors that uh, help with the cost. Uh, typically the biggest cost I have, it would be the venue, just because I can't really negotiate that. And, um, I also want to pay people, I'm at the point in my career where like, I want to pay people for their work, uh, if I can, you know, as much as I can. So um, the venues have been definitely expensive. Um, but, you know, I've, I've figured out ways, like for instance, before I had a ticketing system where I'd only get paid once the event was over. So I did a lot of research to find a ticketing system um, that would pay me as the money came in. So people were buying tickets and would go straight to my PayPal as they bought the ticket before the event. So I had that capital up front. Um, 
but yeah, finding sponsors and then also selling tickets is hard. I mean, it's it's stressful. I try to just stay stress free at all times, but um, I gave a lot away. I mean, you have to think of really creative promotions. So yeah, it works out in the end if you have like a good spirit and good good uh, attitude about it. But it's it's definitely stressful, like the months leading up to it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I. We do some, with WordCamp mostly um, here locally, that's the one that I get a lot of information about and really trying to sell tickets is, is difficult. And even with WordCamps, which usually are about 30 to $40 a ticket for three days of events and people still yeah, kind of give, people crazy. give pushback on spending $30 for tickets. So I can't imagine like trying to sell more than that. Like I'm sure people will give you so much like hassle and everything. Yeah, no, I sold, so my full weekend, cost was 175 per ticket and it really depends also on the city like for a city like new york that's nothing or la where they pay 300 dollars per con for a conference but in philly um that's like a really high cost for people and i got some feedback and like some guys were like oh why is it that high and i just i kind of went off on them i was like listen i'm not lowering my price because i know the value that i'm providing like this conference is based out of a lot of hard work for my team and I, as well as connections I've worked on for years. And then it's also investing in yourself. I'm not gonna give them a $30 experience or charge a ticket for $30 when they need, people need to learn how to invest in themselves right. and like expand their career, you know? There's no discount in um, just career growth, you know? Yeah. You have to kind of spend the money sometimes where it's worth it. And that's what I've done to grow my career. So I just wanted to, you know, put that on, on the attendees as well. like. You will get your worth if you attend and pay this ticket price. So I definitely. And you make, you make money. It's not even about making money sometimes. So it's it's about the experience. Yeah, I definitely agree 100%. Like, you're not going to see um, upfront ROI when you invest in events like this. And I feel like, the for me, the higher the price point has been, the better quality the events have been. So I really have seen it's worth paying a little bit more to get more for your money. Um, so... Mm -hmm. Conferences are everywhere, though. <laughs> like they're they're growing, they're popping up. Everybody's kind of doing them, especially for entrepreneurs and creatives. Um, how do you balance the reality of your budget? I know we talked about that a little bit versus the experience you want to provide for your attendees. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's also mathematical. So I figure out how many people I want to attend or how many people can attend. Um, I have spreadsheets from the first year that I just kind of duplicate and I figure out the costs that I expect including like decorations and then we have to pay for food this time because we didn't get a food sponsor so stuff like that and then I just kind of figure out a number um and I like so for for instance I I split up as well and I give different discounts so if you're a student I have a student discount if you only want to attend one day instead of the full weekend that's a, that's a one day cost um and typically for the full weekend cost I double the, two, the single day and then take off some money. So for instance, the one day was $100, two days was 175 Just so, it's just like little marketing schemes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of also see what value I'm providing in terms of the experience. They're gonna get headshots, they're gonna get their hair and makeup done, they're gonna get goodie bags full of all this stuff, and they're gonna also be in the presence of awesome speakers that are gonna be like, you know, helping them with their business. So our keynote this year, uh, was Amanda Steinberg of dailyworth.com and she was amazing. She ended up just giving everyone financial advice. Like people were just like, what should I invest in and all this stuff? And she was just giving free financial advice, but 
it wasn't free, people paid for their ticket, you know? So you, it's just a really, it's, it's a judgment call, I think, you know? I could have charged $300 for this conference, but I didn't because I still wanted people to attend and not scare them off. So I think, I think slowly I'll be upping the price, though. I think next year might be a little more because I paid much more for conferences. So that had, that had less um, to, to provide as well, you know? That, so, yeah, it's just a judgment call, I'd say. So you work with like so many awesome speakers and I'm wondering what is some advice that you have for people who are looking to speak at conferences and events in the future? Yeah, I had a lot of women re-email me or pitch me that they wanted to speak. Um, I think that you should come at it in an in a organized approach. So providing like other places you've spoken at. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I had a lot of people wanting to speak, but they weren't at the level that I wanted for speakers as well. So I kind of was just like, you know, you might be better off attending this year and then maybe next year you we can like talk about being a speaker. So um, yeah, knowing what you can provide. I mean, if you pitch something awesome, I've had people pitch to speak, but then they actually pitch, uh, once I said no, they pitched something else like, hey, can I do another, like, a, like can I interview women at the conference instead? which is another added feature, added benefit to the conference. So kind of thinking outside the box, like if you can't speak, what can you provide? Can you provide another type of experience within within the conference? Um, whether that be like, maybe you host a workshop, maybe you um, do some social media, like uh, interviews or whatnot. So um, yeah, other than that, I think just knowing the audience, knowing also knowing your, your level of worth and value is very important. If you don't even have a website, and you've never spoken before, I probably won't have you at the Fearless Conference. I might have you at like a smaller panel event I'll host in Philadelphia, but not at the conference. So there's like a level, and also social media following, because I try and balance it out with people that have like decent following and engagement versus people with, without a following, because for me, it's also a business where I have to sell tickets. If you have no following, who are you gonna bring to the conference, you know? Um, so yeah, and then just be friendly about it and like keep in contact and support, even if you can't come support, like engage on the social media photos, like, you know, be my friend and then <laughs> something out. <laughs> I hear you. I definitely, um, yep. I agree with all those things. As someone who also like speaks and, and pitches to speak, to me, it's so important to know who you're pitching to as well. Like if you know the organizers, I feel like it's a little bit, it's, you come differently. Like I've always tried to attack, like Blogalicious, I knew of Jazzy Jones and Stacey Ferguson, who are the organizers. And I knew about Blogalicious, it's a big conference and every year, but I really was interested in, in being a part of that audience and giving back to this audience of it being mostly women of color who are in that blogging space. And after being, after being blogging for a decade, all I have is advice now. Like I can continue to create content, but is it like, I need to go back and teach people who are just starting um, what to do. And that was really what they told me that sold them on me speaking yeah. is that I had experience and I had something that I wanted to say versus just saying, I just want to speak because I hear speaking is cool. But I think that's what's happening yeah. a lot. A lot of people are seeing that a lot of people are speaking and they're like, oh, my friend spoke and why can't I speak? And why can't I do what she does? So it's really important to know your worth, like Melissa said, and also just um, present something of value to the organizers. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've pitched to conferences, I've gotten notes. So it's like, not that I'm saying like I'm an awesome speaker, but it happened like there's a there's a right fit for everyone. Yep. So even if you hear a no, like keep pitching like mm -hmm. until you hear a yes. So that's like the best advice. Like 
don't just stop at one no, just keep going until you do reach your, um, you know, goal of being at a conference and speaking. Oh my goodness. So you have done such a good job of representing the conference uh, attendee on, to potential sponsors. And that's something that I um, have been sharing with a lot of people, a lot of my friends. I'm like, you need to go to this website and look at her sponsors page and look at the way she lets sponsors know before they even read your email. This is the person that's re- um, going to the Fearless Conference. This is the woman. This is how much money they're probably making. This is what they like to eat. Basically, like everything that you have on your page is up so um I feel like that's my like goal. That's what I want people to look at, and that's what I want people to um, represent when they're trying to approach sponsors. So, what are some things that organizers should do when they're asking for sponsorship or opportunities? Because, like you said in the beginning, that's really tough to sell things to sponsors. And as um, bigger events and are coming and going more often, sponsors usually hold their budget for like bigger things. So, there are like bigger companies are more likely to sponsor larger events with you know 100,000 attendees or thousands of attendees. They're not really looking to sponsor these hundred, these attend these events with like 400, 500 attendees. So, what are some things that organizers should be doing to approach these brands for sponsorship opportunities? Uh, yeah, so that's something that I am trying to get better and I appreciate you checking out that page I worked hard on that page um so the first thing I do before like when I start a conference is like I make the website but I make the pitch deck for sponsors and advertisers um pitch deck media kit whatever and it's all about your the, the verbiage you know that you put in so you have to explain what your conference is like the value the mission who's attending because a lot of times people want to know like how many people are attending um, especially for goodie bag numbers, like are the, do I need 500 items or I need 100 items? Um, having photos from previous events is also helpful if, you, if this is the first time you're hosting your conference. Um, and then just stats about women and like stats about the demographic of women that are attending is also helpful. And just what makes you look more organized, honestly. Like they could be, you know, stats that you just get from a website with like I did, but I made it look decent. So um, yeah, another thing is that you wanna provide the sponsors with um, like a lot of, what am I trying to say? Uh, like you wanna, you wanna provide the value for them. So tweeting them, doing all the social media throughout the conference before and after is also important um, as well as Sorry if you heard that ping. Let me try and get rid of that noise. Um, <laughs> as well as following up with them after, because it's, it's about rela- it's about relationships, and that's something that I've learned that these days, like human relationships, is currency right now. So I'm building these relationships relationships with people enough for them to be like, oh, uh, well, I have a relationship with Core Water. Let me connect you guys. Like I didn't have a relationship with Core Water, and they provided us with all this water for the speakers because of one of um, one of the speakers had a relationship with them. So it's just kind of like building up that network of people is so helpful. Um, and providing them with like, making sure you have awesome photos for them afterwards. Like if they're going to give you something, you have to give back as well. Giving them love, making them like feel important throughout your conference is so important. So that's like my best advice, but have an awesome pitch deck. And then also what I'm starting to do now is I'm going to email all my sponsors this year before the calendar year ends, hopefully like this week, <laughs> um, because a lot of times it's they, people will want to work with you, but they won't have enough timing or budget to, to add you in. So the further ahead you can pitch people, the better. And then you also have all that time, like a year in advance to like 
you know, comb out all the details and um, just figure out about like money and stuff. So yeah, have an early date to uh, to pitch to pitch sponsors. I love that you said relationships are currency. Right. That's going to be oh our soundbite from this episode. Seriously. Like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I've been telling a lot of people like that. It's like, hey, guys, I've got this new thesis. It's human relationships in a new currency. And they're like, tell me more. And I'm just like, I feel like that's going to be a future TED Talk if I ever do one. Yeah, like, yes. I was going to say, like, I just, I feel like I, I almost want to take you off on a tangent and just be like, so talk about that for 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Like, that's, that definitely needs, that's just amazing. I love it. It's Thanks. Yeah, it's just something I've realized just because I am where I am because of just talking to people, you know, and like meeting them and just following up on relationships. And because of that, I have been so lucky. Like my, all my businesses have been because someone has helped me or they, they had it, they took a chance on me or they wanted to support me and be part of the cause. Like, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's also that human relationship factor and like building that. I feel like I'm about to ask you an impossible question because I feel like there's going to be so many various possibilities for an answer. But what is your favorite thing about hosting the Fearless Conference if you had to pick one thing? Oh my gosh. So it's funny. I've realized that at, at events, I kind of like black out. And I'm just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have this weird days. Even um, right after, what's it called? Uh, the conference, all, my close friends and I, we just came to my apartment and we're like chilling and celebrating. We popped like some champagne and my friend after was like, are you, are you okay? You seem kind of like out of it. And I was like, I go into like a comatose state after, during, before, during, and after like a big event like that, just because I'm just like, I don't know, like I just such an experience. So the best part I'd say is probably seeing like the smiles on people's faces and also like the relationships and friendships they build after. Like I've had people be friends because they met at the conference or they were inspired to start something because they they were at the conference. I think that's awesome. Like that I was able to be a hand and a catalyst for new friendships or new business ideas or just motivation. That's worth it all. I mean, again, like I am not making a lot of money at all on me. So the fact that, you know, even with, when I had the hive, my co-working space, I was just like very stressed about money and like the rent, but I'd see people come in and leave with a smile. And I'm like, this is why I'm, this is my why. That's why yeah. I'm doing it. And so to be reminded at these events and um, yeah, that's, that's just worth it all to me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, oh, I love that. I love when the idea of you watching people like make friendships and then you getting online and see them like tweet each other and like follow each other on Instagram I'm sure that like you feel like a mama bird like you've just let all these little birds out into the world and now they're flourishing because you brought them all together under this one roof <laughs> yeah it's cool and it's funny that they like they're like they, they tag me they're like thing I don't know it's just like such a weird experience because I'm very down to earth I hate saying that but like I don't like any of the hierarchy of like levels we're all humans at the core and like we all are equal so it's just great where they're like they appreciate what I'm doing and that's also a good part is like them appreciating the work I'm putting in and then also wanting to join the train and, and support and help out for the next one like I've had someone be like email me like hey I attended I want to help plan the next one how can I get involved I'm like fuck yeah like <laughs> let me tell you once I get my shit together yeah, <laughs> we can plan together <laughs>
Oh my goodness. So what are like, cause I know you've before the fearless conference and we talked about it, you've done a lot of events like you, I'm telling you everyone that I've met that is from Philly and the tech space, especially at one point or another has been to your event or run into you at a different event and just knows of you, which is, I like, you think it's like, like impossible. It's so funny. Like people do know you, like when people move out of Philly or they go and they visit, they're like, yeah, I know Melissa. I ran into her. I attended this thing or I stopped by the hive one time or, you know, all that stuff. So what are three lessons that you've learned from organizing events? Cause I think it's important that people know that you, this is something that you've put work in. And I know you have a lot of wisdom and I want you to share that wisdom with our listeners. Uh, yeah, you know, I realized that the event planning just came naturally. So for me to start to finally realize this year that I'm like, okay, well, I can do events. Like I can put event planner on my Instagram bio if I wanted to. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of events. Um, so I guess some of the things I've learned is to have passion for the events because it'll show. Um, so but I'm hosting things that I'm passionate about. You know, empowering women, uh, empowering creatives as well. And, you know, teaching people about business or how to freelance, right? Like that stuff I love to talk about just because I'm also one, like I would be that, I try to create events where I also would want to be an attendee. I think that's yeah. like a mm-hmm. good, like, like create something where you would pay to attend as well. Um, and I think a lot of people are afraid of like, oh, well, I don't want to like, like take a leap and throw some, throw an event. Like, you have to do it. The world is your oyster. I mean, like there's so much opportunity. Just like find a, a place, a boutique, a location, whatever, make friends with the owners and be like, Hey, I have this event idea or go to a co-working space and pitch them. And there's just so much opportunity for more events. It's never too much, you know? Um, so I would say definitely be passionate about it. Um, be organized about it. I think people, people will tell if you're like, if you're running around like a chicken with its head, its head cut off, like, they can tell. So I try to be as calm and blacked out as possible. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also bring your friends in on it. I wouldn't be able to do anything if it weren't for my friends where they've like checked in people at the door or they've had, they picked up the pizza I, I ordered, you know, like obviously I can't, I'm not like Shiva, I don't have like a million arms, but like having <laughs> friends as your extensions is so helpful. And they get to be involved too, and it's fun because we just celebrate after, you know, it's not a lot of work. Um, so get your friends involved and make it fun. Um, and also follow up. My my follow-up game though, I'm just trying to improve on. Um, like I'm like I love everything leading up to like events, I'm just pumping everything out. But afterwards I just kind of like slow down, which I've realized is one of my um negatives or whatever so i am trying to work on my follow-up game where i follow up right after with photos and like a call to action or information about the next event like i'm working on that my follow-up game right now but following up is very important um and also capture emails because if they attend one event they'll attend another um and they need to be able to find you so capture emails so yeah I love all that information. Yeah, right. I'm like, like, yes, writing it all down. Writing like a crazy person over so here. So I feel like next year, because I didn't do it this year, um, I'm going to try to get out, go to more events, do more of that sort of thing. I did go to like a few though, so don't make that face. I'm in. making don't the face. Don't make that face in me. I'm making the I face. did go to a few. The I listeners know. The people who have listened goals, since number one, they know. They know. <laughs> They're going to tweet they you. They know that like, <laughs> I did not quite get to as many as I wanted to. But next year, I'm going to try to like step it up and... I could be very introverted, so I'm like, I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but what are some conferences and events that are on your must-attend list? 
So I just attended one, and you were talking about this called Designer Vacay out in Palm Springs, California. And it's something where, oh man, like for me, it's been getting over the imposter syndrome of being a designer because I never went to school for it. I'm self-taught, and I'm still like, I feel like I do things in a in a like a weird way. When it I comes completely to- relate to that, a hundred and ten percent, especially because I have two best friends that are amazing designers. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I've been seeing this conference, and I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to own it because I am a designer because I have been designing flyers and events and logos and all this stuff. Like, I can do it. Um, And if anything, I learned more about how to do it right from this (laughs) conference. So I went to Designer Vacay uh, this past week, and it was amazing. I had such a life-changing experience out there. Um, other must, I mean, there's so many. I, w- I went to the Yellow Conference back in 20, like two years ago, the first one. Yeah. That was LA. That was awesome. I'm trying to go to more New York events um, just because I'm up there and I'm two hours away. So, I don't know, there's like a lot. There was one that I just saw from Galore Mag that was like some girl boss like event that seemed pretty cool. It was all over people's Snapchats and stuff. Um, Bigger events I want to attend, definitely at South by Southwest. Um, I was like super close to speaking on a panel there last year, um, but they had like a cutoff that I didn't make. Um, but definitely attending South by Southwest. And what else? I mean, I love conferences. Any <laughs> excuse to like travel and meet, make new friends is like good for me. So um, I'll see. I don't know. There's, there's so many. That's awesome. I'm so happy that yeah, we got... Now I have my list for next year. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to South by Southwest. I'm going to design... I definitely am I'm going to design a vacay next year. And I had... Like, I had excuse this year. So I had no excuse the other years. I have, like, year, FOMO over that. This like, year, I have the... You know, I had excuse. But next year... In Palm Springs, so. Oh, my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of my friends, like, always just go to Palm Springs, and they all stay at the Ace Hotel anyway. Yeah. And so seeing pictures from the Ace Hotel are like, ugh, I want to go... Well, I've always seen pictures of the Sawara uh, Hotel. Yeah. Uh, that campus one that's so colorful. And we drove. Yeah. I was like, I can't be in Palm Springs. Yeah. And have like such an Instagram crush and not take photos of this hotel. So we just walked in and they're like, welcome. And we just like, hello. We just kept walking in towards the pool. <laughs> and, we um, and we took photos there. It was like incredible. And then there's a, par- there's a hotel there called the Parker Hotel, which is beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. So much. Tom Springs. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Melissa, thank you for taking yeah, time thank out. thank you for chatting with us today. Oh Thanks my goodness. Yeah, so um, we will have this live and up tomorrow, so you guys enjoy. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast and on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod. And don't forget to use the hashtag Boss So Hard to show us how you're bossing so hard.